thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Happy New Year, everyone, from me, Leon, and from all of us at Life Central. Whenever you're watching this, whether you're watching it with us live online on Sunday or whether you're watching it sometime later, Happy New Year. We hope that you are all doing well and that you had a great Christmas. You know, as we head into uh, another New Year 2022, can you believe it? I want to talk to you in a moment about a couple of tips to help you with uncertainty as we head into a new year. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about gratitude. Gratitude is so important. The dictionary defines gratitude as the quality of being thankful, a show of appreciation. You know, gratitude isn't natural. Gratitude isn't easy, but gratitude is life-changing. You see, gratitude honours God, but it also changes our own lives. You know, grateful people experience more joy than ungrateful people. And the Bible talks a lot about gratitude. Look at this verse here in Colossians 3 verse 15. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always, always be thankful. Here's another verse, 1 Thessalonians 5. And this is from the Passion Translation. I love the way this puts it. Let joy be your continual feast. How many of you have feasted a lot over Christmas? Yeah, but this is different. Let joy be your continual feast. Make your life a prayer. And in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks. For this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? In other words, we don't always have to be grateful for what happens, but we're grateful in what happens. And gratitude is so, so important. And as I look back on 2021, been another tough year, hasn't it, for so many of us, if not for all of us. And yet I'm still grateful for so many things. Three things especially jump out for me that I'm grateful for in 2021. Number one, the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus is still changing people's lives. And we've heard, and you're going to hear again today, of people's lives transformed by the power of the gospel. I'm grateful for that. Number two, I'm so grateful for the power of creativity and innovation. You know, as a church, there's been so many restrictions this last year, so many difficulties and almost like disadvantages. But sometimes disadvantage can become an advantage because when you're kind of pressed and and pressurised, new things can emerge. So we've experienced new ways of communicating through online. You know, um, our Facebook, our, our Life Central online community group, which is now almost at 600 people. Microsites at Clibbery Mortimer and Bromsgrove, new life emerging. Hagley and Rowley innovating and trying new things to reach their community. And of course, our church in Duras, Albania, doing an incredible job serving people there in their community. I'm so grateful for the power of creativity and innovation. But I'm also really grateful for the power of faithful people. And I want to look you right in the eye. Many of you, you know, you know who you are. You are so faithful. Alison and myself and several of the other staff have had the privilege the last few days and weeks just before Christmas of of knocking on people's doors and dropping off um, biscuits to to some of our elderly folk and and people who are struggling and, and, um, and in need right now. And you know, we've been blown away. In fact, many of us have been moved to tears by just the power of faithful people. I want to thank you so much. You continue to give, you continue to pray, you continue to serve and 
was so inspiring for us just to realise some folks in their 80s saying, oh, we watch you every week and we've learned how to get you on the TV in our living room. And it's just been so encouraging to us. We love the fact that we're a multi-generational church. Seen some kids in there, kids, everyone's a kid now to me, aren't they? <laughs> Certainly. Seen some young people, 13, 14, 15, serving on the cameras, faithfully week in, week out. Some of you connect group leaders, some of you next gen leaders, some of you people that work in the community, so many of you, you have been faithful and I am so grateful to God for you. And um, in fact, I want to put all that together right now. We want to show you something that we use at our production, but this never gets old. Here's just a short little insight into some of the power of the gospel that we've experienced this last year or so. These are some people's stories of how they've met Jesus, of how they've begun to find and to follow Him, even in the midst of uncertainty. Be inspired and be grateful today. Check it out. I had a very difficult childhood and that was because I lost my mum when I was 13. I always used to blame myself quite a lot for it. I never used to have a lot of joy or anything like that. But then when I came to church, everything changed a lot. I came to church one Sunday and the things that were being spoken about related to me a lot. Um, and I know that God saw me and I know that he'd seen me because nobody else could have known. I knew that things were going to get better from there. I used to feel really alone before I met Jesus, but I'm not on myself anymore. I'd been suffering with depression for over three years after my wife passed away. So I decided to look deeper into faith and I decided to do Alpha. And while I was doing Alpha, I decided that I was going to follow Jesus. With the help of Elisa and Life Central, I found the love of God, a hope in my life and peace that I never thought I would feel again. So my life was very, very up and down, very up and down. I was constantly, I knew I was missing something in my life and I'd kind of got that from a very early age. I started looking around for, um, on the internet for services to watch and just happened in August to click onto Life Central and literally I heard the words that Leon was saying and it was, yeah, it was almost as though God had sent those words to Leon for me on that day. And I just realised that was the thing I was missing. Signed myself up on Alpha Course and I just remember literally at the end of one of the sessions of Alpha, I just got down on my knees and I prayed and I just felt something amazing happen. I was in tears and I just knew that God had been calling me. My family have been following Jesus since before I was born. So I've always known Jesus and God. It's always been like part of my life, but recently it's been like more established. I've uh, grown in my faith and started doing a daily devotional, which has helped me. I was always brought up with God in my life and coming to church was something I felt forced to do regularly by my mom. And I didn't really want to come and I didn't take it seriously. I usually just came to meet other kids my age. Then I grew older and started to take it more seriously and got closer with God, especially in the first lockdown. God is a good God, not only when things are high and mighty, but also in times of need and in any circumstance. And for that, with each and every breath, I will sing of the goodness of God. 
I've always said I don't believe in God. When I was at my lowest, I prayed hoping he would answer my prayers and he did. When I was homeless, I prayed for a warm bed for the night when he, and he provided. When I was hungry and I had no money, he provided. When I was alone and lost, he also provided. During lockdown, I was at one of my lowest points with no furlough and surviving on universal credit. I decided to seek God. Thanks to my faith, I feel happier and more positive in my life and with my future for, with my partner. God has helped me in so many ways and continues to do so. And for that, I thank him. Before I met Jesus, I was lost. After unexpectedly losing my dad at the age of nine years old, I felt a void in my life. I described my loss like my heart was a jigsaw puzzle and I felt like there was a missing piece to complete that puzzle to my heart that would fulfill me. After, <clears throat> after my dad's death, it felt like everything around me was falling apart at home. Um, I was surrounded by uh, depression um, through family. Um, there's been uh, drug addiction in my family uh, that I've had to deal with, um, anxiety. Um, yeah, so yeah, everything just felt like it was all falling apart. Um, that missing jigsaw piece I mentioned at the beginning of my story, I have finally found it. It was God all along, my father, my protector, my healer, my rock. I felt lonely, depressed, unloved, and just completely lost. And I hated myself for a long time. I came to know Jesus after an unimaginably devastating event occurred in my family. My precious little boy sadly lost his life last year when he was eight years old. I can't remember the exact day or moment, but when I realised all I needed was Jesus, I, I started to see the light. I finally started to understand that I could be free of my past mistakes, have support with my grief and have a new life in Jesus. Well, that's so moving. And many of you may have seen those stories before at our production, but oh, it just never gets old. Stories of people, I'm so grateful for that. And right now, I want to just give you a little moment right where you are, in your home, wherever, just to pause and to invite God by His Spirit, just to help you to be grateful this morning. And I want to encourage you, write in the chat something or someone that you are grateful for as you look back on 2021. For me, it was the power of the gospel, the power of creativity and the power of faithful people. But maybe for you, it's something else. So I just want to encourage you right now, write something in the chat, something or someone that you are grateful for. And then I'm going to lead us in a prayer as we just thank God for His faithfulness to us. And He was faithful then and He's going to be faithful now. And He's going to be faithful in 2022 as well. So as I pray, why don't you write something in the chat and let's pause and let, let's be a holy moment and then we're going to sing together. So let's pray. Jesus, we thank You so much for Your faithfulness to us in 2021. Thank You that You never left us. Thank You that You never abandoned us. Thank You that even in the pain, even in the confusion, even in the uncertainty, You were with us. And Lord, right now, we want to be thankful. We want to be grateful. And Lord, as we bring this moment of gratitude to You, God, we give it back to You and we say thank You for Your faithfulness. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Guys, why don't we sing this incredible song we've been learning this last season, Faithful Now. And as Dan and the team lead us, think back and don't just sing it as a song or don't just watch it as a song, but, but use it as an act of worship to thank God for His faithfulness, not just then, but now and in the future. This is Faithful now.
I really love that song. Isn't that such a great song? And you know, as we, as we think about God being faithful now, I think one of the, the key words, I guess, as we head into 2022 is the word uncertainty. And as I record this, I'm waiting and you're, uh, you know, for news from the government of what might happen. Uh, this is just before Christmas, I'm recording this and, and we don't know what will happen. We're still in this COVID situation with the Omicron variant. And as we head into 2022 right now, you know, we, there's economic uncertainty, there's medical uncertainty, there's relational uncertainty, there's family uncertainty, there's social uncertainty, and maybe there's spiritual uncertainty as well. And you know, even the word uncertainty, when you look at it in the dictionary, it says the state of being uncertain doesn't really help us, does it? But it's when something is not known. But this is a better one, feeling of not being sure what will happen. And I think that nails it, doesn't it? It's that feeling of not being sure what will happen. And for leaders like myself leading a church or for you if you're leading a family or a business or an organisation, you know, we're asking people, we're basically saying, hey, follow me, I don't really know where I'm going. Because that's the uncertainty and that's what it creates within us. So how do we cope with uncertainty? And what happens to us when uncertainty grips us? You know, research, medical and scientific research, suggests that job uncertainty is more damaging to your health than actually losing your job. It's that feeling of not being sure what's happening. In fact, a scientific paper written in 1927, but this is still bang up to date in terms of its truth. It says this, the oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear. And the oldest and strongest fear is fear of the unknown. So powerful. Fear is the oldest and strongest emotion and the oldest driver behind that is fear of the unknown. And I guess for many of us, as we head into 2022, it feels like the fear of the unknown. According to medical research, uncertainty disrupts many mental processes that govern our routine action. It leads to things like hypervigilance and outsized emotional reactivity. Let me quote, uncertainty lays the groundwork for anxiety because anxiety is always future oriented. And I'm so aware as we head into 2022, the mental health epidemic that's, that's, that's gripping us, not just the COVID, but the mental health, the anxiety and the worry. And often it's driven by uncertainty. You see, uncertainty acts like rocket fuel for worry and anxiety. So what can we do as we enter another year yet again with uncertainty? Well, I want to give you two tips to help us with uncertainty. This is not meant to be self-help. These are rooted in Scripture and they're powerful. Tip number one, check your well. Check your well. This is material that I shared a few weeks ago, but I want to share it with you again. It's so important. In the life of Moses, in Exodus chapter 2, there's this one verse where it says, when Moses arrived in Midian, he sat down beside a well. Now, the background to that is Moses has grown up in um, uh, Egypt. He knows he's a Hebrew, he's a Jew, but he's grown up in the palace for 40 years. He then goes out and he he, he kills this Egyptian who's who's beating one of his fellow Hebrews. He's then criticised by the Hebrews. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't have a clue. And he heads out into a desert and he sits down beside a well. And as you look at this picture of a well that's about to come up, you know, a well in the Scripture is often a metaphor for the soul. And for the next 40 years, Moses in the desert, 
um, God kind of helps him by, by not changing much on the outside, but by doing a lot on the inside of him. And for 40 years, Moses had everything going for him, but on the inside of him, he didn't know who he was and he wasn't connected to the, to the, to the, the well of, of God's spirit and God's resource. And in the next 40 years, God does an inside job on him and he basically creates this well from within him. You see, the well, if it's a metaphor for the soul, that's how we draw from. And when our well is healthy and when our well is full, we can draw reserves so then we can draw resilience. But how many of you know in the last couple of years, it's been so, so difficult. And here's the truth. That when you find a well, you find a bucket. And here's the truth. Whatever is in the well will come up in the bucket. And as we head into 2022, we are so aware. I'm so aware in my own life that there's some stuff that's not that great in my well. And it comes up in the bucket. And so for many of us, anger is coming up. Fear is coming up. Division is coming up. Um, reaction is coming up and, and on all this unhealthy stuff. And it's almost like the water has gone down and down and down. And then that bucket is kind of scraping at the gunk and the junk and the rubbish at the bottom of the well, because whatever is in the well will come up in the bucket. You can't do anything about the uncertainty in your world, but you can check your well. Check your well. So question, how well is your well? If you think about it, how well is your well? How well is your soul right now? And if you remember a few weeks ago, I took you through this picture of the well with these four different D's. Maybe your well is destroyed. Maybe some impact through this year has destroyed your well. Maybe it's dried up like Abraham's wells that were dried up and, and Isaac had to reopen the wells. Or maybe it's damaged. Maybe it's become toxic through something happening, maybe a bad relationship. As you go into 2022, maybe you realise that there's kind of a body in your well. You know, there's a person and, and, and that relationship has broken down and, and now the bucket draws up toxic stuff because there's a relationship that's gone wrong. Or maybe the biggest one of all, you're just depleted. You're just depleted. As you head into 2022 and, you know, maybe we've all eaten a little bit too much over Christmas and, you know, watched a little bit too much telly and we feel really depleted. And, you know, it's difficult to pour anything out of an empty cup. But I want to encourage you as you head into 2022, whatever is in the well will come up in the bucket. And if that's the case, one of the tips to help you with uncertainty is to check your well and as you check your well, if the water level is low, what are you going to do? If that living water that Jesus speaks about to the woman at the well in John chapter 4, if that living water, the presence of Jesus is low, what do you do? Well, you do something about it. And I want to encourage you at the start of 2022, personal consistency is so important. You know, Craig Rochelle says this, and I love this quote, successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. And if we want to keep our well topped up, if we want to keep that living, life-giving, healthy water topped up, we need to be consistent people. You know, what goes in the diary gets done and what doesn't go in the diary rarely does. So I want to encourage you at the start of 2022, all of the uncertainty around you, ignore all that for a moment. Just take control of what you can. And that's your diary and your personal rhythms and routines. So I want to encourage you two things. Prioritise every day, start and end the day with Jesus. I can't tell you how important that has been in my life. 
over this last 20, 21, 22 months to start the day and end the day with Jesus. Even just five minutes, reading a verse from the Bible, praying, saying, God, at the start of this day, I'm uncertain as to what's happening this day, but I'm certain I'm going to start it and I'm going to end it with you. Number two, prioritise gathering with other Jesus followers. Even if you're not allowed to gather in person, gather online. And as in person comes back in 2022, and as we begin to open up, you know, every week in Halzoen, every week in Rowley, in Hagley, every afternoon in Clibber in Mortimer, you know, every week as we gather, make it a priority that you will gather either in person or online. And you know, family consistency is so important. Some of the statistics are frightening right now. You know, apparently 24% of churches in the UK that used to have youth work pre-COVID now don't have any youth work at all. And of those that do have youth work, many of them are half the numbers that they used to have pre-COVID. A lot of our teenagers and kids, they're struggling to connect. And one of the reasons they'll struggle to connect is parents are not connecting. And I want to encourage you parents, if your spiritual welfare, if the spiritual welfare of your kids matters to you, Make it a priority that your family is going to put gathering as a priority in your diary. And when you do that online, well, preferably in person with kids and young people, okay? Preferably in person. When you do that, you're communicating how important your faith is to your kids. And I'll tell you what, that will make a difference in the future. And I want to encourage you this coming Sunday or next Sunday, whenever you're watching this, on the 9th of January, we're beginning a series and I'm going to teach this series for five weeks and it's called Follow. And, and I did this series many years ago, but we've kind of refreshed it and, and brought it bang, bang up to date um, for this current situation that we're in. And it's called Follow, Finding Certainty in an Uncertain World. And I want to encourage you to make it a priority. Say, hey, I'm going to go the whole of the month of January and I'm going to every Sunday be in person or online. And I'm going to get my family together and we're going to access and we're going to gather stuff. And midweek, you know, when, when kids tribes and when cruise comes back, we're going to make that a priority. We're going to build our diary around that so that our kids, our young people, ourselves make it a priority to gather together. Check your well. Second thing I want to encourage you to do in this time of uncertainty is this, set your compass. Check your well and then set your compass. You know, the first Sunday after lockdown number one was March the 22nd, 2020. And I spoke a message called When Invasion Comes. And I took it from a story in the Old Testament that I want to remind you about. It's a story about when the King Jehoshaphat wakes up one morning and everything seems fine and normal. And all of a sudden, these three armies invade him and his world is never the same again. Let, let's just look at the Scripture in uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, uh, verse 1 to 2. After this, the Moabites and Ammonites with some of the Mayanites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you. And that's how we felt in March 2020, didn't we? It felt like an invasion. And as we go into January 2022, it kind of feels a little deja vu for some. And for the king, um, he's gripped by uncertainty. He didn't see it coming. He didn't know what was going to happen. 
The whole future was unknown. And know his reaction. The very next word uh, in the scripture says this, alarmed. That's the word, alarm. Now that word literally means gripped with fear. So that's a normal, natural human reaction. And maybe for you, as you head into 2020, maybe you're alarmed right now. But, but, but here's the thing. Being fearful is not the issue. It's where your fear takes you. That's the issue. You see, being alarmed creates a reaction. Being alert creates a response. I want to say that again. Being alarmed creates a reaction. When we are gripped by fear, we react emotionally. But being alert creates a response. And there's a huge difference between reaction and response. And as I look back over 2021, I've seen so much reaction, so many people alarmed, so many conspiracy theories, so many, so much division, so much polarisation. And people are almost alarmed and letting the fear drive them so that they react. Whereas I think the call on us in uncertain times is not to be alarmed, but to be alert and to not let that fear drive us to react, but to be alert and let that drive us to respond. And I think in that moment, Jehoshaphat does almost turn that fear from a reaction into a response. Because look at what happens next. It says this, Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. When he's alarmed, that's like fear and could cause him to react. But instantly, it's like he goes somewhere with the fear. With the uncertainty, it allows that reaction to become a response. So it's not wrong to feel fearful. I felt fearful many times. I've been alarmed many times. I am alarmed often. But it's what we do with the alarmed that's most important. And what he does is he lets the reaction become a response and he goes to God. And that's so, so important. Because what he does when he does that is he's, he's setting his compass true north. He's saying, no matter what's happening around me, uncertainty, I'm setting my compass true north. I'm going to God. So, so important. And, and out of this uh, interaction with God, God speaks to him and he's then able to bring leadership to the people. In the uncertainty, they turn to God in prayer. So important. And guys, this Tuesday, the 4th, we're going to do a Life Central midweek, not in person, but online. And, and it's going to be from 8pm on YouTube and Facebook and several of us are involved. We're going to be encouraging you and inviting you from your homes to join with us in prayer as at the start of this day, yes, we might be alarmed. Yes, we might be uncertain, but we're going to start by setting our compass true north and we're going to pray to God together. So I really want to encourage you to join with us, whether you're in one of the locations or the microsites or whoever you are, we want to encourage you, join with us, YouTube, Facebook, this Tuesday, 8pm, as we together set our compass true north. You see, out of this reaction, God speaks to him a word that anchors him, that gives him stability and security, even in the middle of uncertainty. And it enables him to lead the people. And they get to a point where, where Jehoshaphat says to the people, this incredible word that we have referred to many, many times in the past uh, year or a couple of years. 2 Chronicles 20 verse 12. And it says this, For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Isn't that a verse? We do not know what to do. We're uncertain, but our eyes are on you. 
And guys, as we face 2022 together with the uncertainty, we don't really know what to do. We can't really plan that much, any of us, but our eyes are on you. We're going to set our compass true north. And when we set our compass true north, three amazing things happen. Number one, we find an anchor for our soul. Number two, we find a peace that will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And number three, we find a light for our path. You know, the Bible says, as this incredible image comes up behind me, a light for our path in the tunnel. You know, and the Bible says that your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. And, And actually, we can't see the whole path, but we can see when God shines His light, we can see the next place to put our feet. We might not have certainty, but God gives us clarity for the next step. So when we check our well and when we set our compass, what we do is that we take control of what we can control, which is our heart, our soul and our mind. We set our compass on Him. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on You. But then we make sure that we are healthy on the inside on our soul. And guys, right now, I wanna just pray for you. And I wanna encourage you as we finish our time together. Maybe right now you need prayer as we face 2022. The prayer um, response is coming up on the screen right now. We'd love to pray for you. It's been our honour and privilege to pray for hundreds of people online over this past couple of years. Uh, And we are just so honoured to do that. We wanna stand with you as we pray. But right now, I want to pray for you as you face 2022. And maybe like me, there's some uncertainty in your life. And maybe like me, you know that as you check your well, it's maybe not as healthy and topped up as you'd like it to be. And like me, when you look at your compass to set, sometimes it's not quite true north. But hey, don't beat yourself up. We're human and we're normal. God doesn't expect us to be perfect. God just expects us to be responsible. And so today, let's check our well and let's set our compass. Let's check our well and let's set our compass. And I wanna pray for you right now in this moment and then we're gonna sing and worship Jesus together. Let's pray. Father, thank You so much for this Word, Lord, that we can feast on and, and, and can uh, allow to kind of ruminate and in, in our minds and, and meditate on in our hearts. And Lord, as we enter 2022, we're grateful for Your presence in 2021. We're challenged by the uncertainty around us. But Lord, we choose right now to check our well and to set our compass. And as we do that, whatever comes in 2022, we know that we will follow You. We know, Lord Jesus, that when You said, follow me, You you, you invited us into a relationship. We're gonna learn about that the next four or five weeks. And God, as we commit to go on this journey with You, Jesus, into 2022, may we know the thrill and the joy and the power of following Jesus. And Lord, may we see and experience that anchor for our soul, that peace that guards our heart and mind and that light that lights up the path in Jesus' Name. And now, Lord, as we sing this final song together that says, even the darkest days are temporary. You are the everlasting light. Lord, these temporary dark days seem to be going on a long time, but they're temporary in the light of eternity. So Lord, as we sing this incredible song now, may we be inspired to move into 2022 with faith, knowing that You go with us. In Jesus' Name. Amen.